Hi, and welcome to Brand Bytes, where we talk design, future brands, and all things startup. With him, Frankie Gingle, and him, Matthew Fern. Proudly sponsored by Virtue Sparkling Energy Drink. Let's, Let's go. go. Hello, Frankie. Hello, Matthew. How are you? I am smashing, as always. How are oh, you? Are we moving to a new decade and I am feeling mega. I thought as you I would be. Last time. Yeah. It is brilliant, brilliant to be back uh, after a small break, mm. Christmas and New Year, back onto the podcast. And uh, we've got some really exciting stuff in store for you guys, um, which we'll reveal a little bit later. Reveal? Reveal. That's reveal. Unveil and reveal. Um, yeah. As you can tell, we do this in one take, so that'll stay in. Yeah. Reveal is the phrase that most people would have said. Um, reveal later. Um, but first, let's start off with some exciting stuff in brand news. Yes, let's. Which is an announcement by the meat-free Goliaths that are corn yeah. that they're going to be putting their carbon footprint of each product onto their packaging. So, for example, their mince is going to say like 1.3 kilograms of CO2 per kilo. Yeah. Right? Which is massive. It's it's. We've already yeah, talked about huge. the development of packaging and how people are now going to have to say, uh, you know, oh, it's going to be like 30 minutes of jogging. Yeah, the like, exercise labelling. Although, I just want to have a quick shout out to uh, a rugby player called Ollie Shaw, who cornered me on Tuesday to say that we were lying about rowing and about the numbers. And he, because he rows, he must oh, be some big lad. Right. And Ollie... Numbers don't lie, okay? <laughs> and you've had a strong Christmas. We can tell you've had a big, big Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so the packaging is is a really interesting thing, right? Yeah. Firstly, I think people are being becoming really, really aware of the impact of their food choices. Yeah. Like 26% of global emissions are claimed to come from food production, right? Over a quarter, it's massive. Mm. But people are starting to believe that consumers are going to start focusing on how their food choices impact climate change. Yeah. And that's... that's. I think that's it's already happening. Big. It's, it's yeah. definitely happening. I think um, we talked about it before, um, about how society as a whole drives um, change mm. within even massive food manufacturers. Yeah. Um, and how, I think you said before, how brands used to dictate to consumers and we've seen a massive shift um, in that power um, recently and I think how everyone is looking more towards health conscious um, options or sustainable options or they're trying to make positive decisions mm. uh, when they are shopping and if this helps then brilliant. Um, one thing I would love to see is how many competitors sort of follow suit now yeah, totally. and sort of if Quorn they're, they're showing their hand now essentially and i want to see how how does it match up like do you would you see local butchers and see how that compares or yeah, would yeah. you see um i or, don't know or do people is or even this direct the competitors way that for them really you know does are consumers really going to be is it going to resonate with them do they really care like that's that's the other thing because i, I do believe that we've gone from um starting to understand the impact of food on ourselves right so being more health conscious mm. Now I think we are more environmentally conscious about our food. So is it made locally? Am I supporting local business and things like the economical impact yeah. of it? But it's the environmental impact now that you're gonna see. I don't know whether this is too removed or it's really gonna resonate with people. 
What I will say, say is the timing of this is really, oh, yeah. really, you know, clever. Quite clever. Right, Horn, you made a big announcement about something that is obviously going to get you a load of press. We're talking about it. Um, when it just happens to be vegan, you're in, you're trying to encourage people to stop eating yeah. meat. Right? So it's great. It's a brilliant piece of PR. Congratulations to the marketing team there. I'd just be interested to see whether people really do want to pick up with this. I think we'll see some. I think maybe not all. Um, but like like anything, I think some people are resistant to change and some people will be um, absolutely overwhelmed that they can now make a more informed decision. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're like, I think it's a generational thing. I think um, my parents' generation, you know, there's no way that they, that they will, on the whole really consider this to be important to them they're you know the generation that smoked during pregnancy for goodness sake yeah my generation I think probably will be able to do it if you make it easy for us right it's like if it's there yeah and there's an alternative and it's still as good you'll get it I think definitely between millennials and generation Z they're going to adopt this because they're already showing that as a generation, they're looking at, at, at sustainability on product. They're looking at recyclable packaging. They're already look, willing to mm. pay a premium for some of these products to deliver some of these claims. So actually, oh, I can see this resonating more with younger consumers. Yeah. And those are the people that these brands are trying to get on board. Yeah. Because I think you can, I think you can genuinely build a lifelong connection between a brand and a consumer with these with these younger people and it, it probably ties really nicely into what is our, our main topic today yeah yeah 100%. which is about the the, the rise of, of of merch yes merchandise as it was known you know when i was younger um i think the first my first experience of like of, of merch was going to a concert right and i, right, I, yeah. I went to see alien ant farm for example yeah, yeah. terrible band but alien ant farm <laughs> at brixton academy when i was younger came outside and there were people selling like band hoodies and t-shirts and stuff yeah. and that was the closest thing to general merchandise I had many people that wore brands on their clothes that weren't apparel brands for people that it was workwear right so people wore like I don't know like a Eddie Stobart jumper or a Travis mm. Perkins jumper or whatever because they worked there yeah um, we saw the sort of evolution of that into sort of 2016 2017 when media brands um, started being seen and, I, and by that I mean you know, you do see some younger consumers walking around with a hoodie on of, I don't know, like KSI or Sidemen or other YouTube yeah, stars. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there are other ones. Sorry, guys, I don't know all of you. Um, and that's because they're like they're almost showing support for that that person, that lifestyle, that that whatever. Yeah, they, yeah, they've bought in it's the power of an influence. They've bought into that brand um, completely, and I think, totally. and I think um, we're now seeing that with. Um, food and drink brands. Yeah, totally. I mean, we're you know we're we're big fans of Tribe, as as everyone will know who listens to the podcast. Yeah, they're a great nutrition um, and energy, sorry, protein energy bar business yeah. or snacking bar business. They do brilliantly well. They you know have a, a whole community of people who um, you know are, are genuine subscribers, always involved with the product. Who support them because of that that whole fight against human trafficking and the long distance yeah. running they do. But there's the whole part of the website associated with merchandise. There's sweatshirts, there's you know um, running jackets, there's t-shirts, there's cycling gear, there's hats, there's everything. And not just with like tribe written across it in massive in massive letters, but there's a sort of be bold range, there's a, a be fearless range. Um, 
you know, and this is a big earner for businesses now. You know, if you look at some of the bundles that they do, you know, they're selling, you know, buy the chilies bundle, which is you get one of those chilies drinking bottles, yeah. and you get a bundle of product, or buy the beanie and get a free six pack of products. So, and it is, it's, it's getting people to physically like wear your brand. It's massive, and you know, it's certainly something that. I remember when I was first working with you, Frankie, in the redesign yeah. for, for New Startup, and you know, saying, you know, I want to work with Food and Drink Creative, I want to get this right. And I had some ideas that I was putting your way, and you kept saying to me, like, is that going to work on a button? Is that going to work on a hat? Is that gonna... I remember yeah. saying, I'm not in the merchant, I'm not in the apparel game, I'm not in the merch game. And you're like, well, one, it's gonna, it needs to work in that space. And two, Actually, you are, because every brand that wants to build brand awareness and ambassadorship with its clients or its customers yeah. needs to see themselves as a brand that's going to be able to be on other items. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think we see so many businesses, especially startups, um, fail so soon. And as I personally believe a massive part of that is because um, they're, they're trying to... Yeah, okay, there's there's limitations like bootstrapping a business and yeah, trying yeah. to scale up when you've got a side hustle. Um, that's that's fair enough. But if, you, if you've just created a branding or a brand image or a logo uh, that's just, oh, we just got, oh, you know, Sarah's sister, she's got design software, she she made a font. Or we like, oh, we just jumped on Canva. That's what everyone's using. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, you might actually have like a pretty logo but does it connect with your audience does it have the research there to actually um prove that you can engage who you want to engage with and this merchandise is literally taking that engagement with their audience to another level and it's people have bought into the brand ethos the brand story the brand feeling the lifestyle yeah, they, yeah. and it's all part of the brand and tribe tribe um there i get really excited when i see stuff like this i'm looking at their website now but even their their packaging you you just get a a feeling of outdoors and positivity and yeah. making a change and if if well, people buy into that they'll buy the clothes they'll I'll, represent I'll it one step further right yeah so there's a brand called fitch brew co they do cold brew coffee yeah okay. yeah, yeah I know. I know right the they've got this amazing uh geometric almost um almost uh conceptual like leopard its head as as, as part of its logo it's got a merchandise range where they've got just that head on a hoodie or they've got it on a t-shirt and stuff. I may not be into cold brew coffee. It's not really my thing right now. But I tell you what, I'd wear that merchandise. Yeah, yeah. I'd Same. wear that jumper. I think it's sick, right? So when you when you do think like that, if you know, if you if you can go find a thing like that, I'm thinking, well, actually I don't even have to be engaged with the brand for its primary use. I want to wear that merch. Mm. And it's, and it's huge. You see, you would say about Jimmy's Coffee when we were talking about this episode. Yes, you know, yeah, they do it very well as well. That's did, a good example. Brilliantly well. And you just think to yourself, like, you know, is this the future? Is is there a real future in, in when you develop your brand, you have to start thinking, what if we're bigger than just just the stuff we're in now? No, but also, the a lot of startups, it they're very closely tied to their brand. It's they're connected to the story they're connected to the feeling of the brand and a lot of their personality has been injected into their products yeah, yeah. and um their packaging so it makes sense if if you are a people person and people like you and people like your products why wouldn't you want them to sort of have that part of your personality and 
if you're like-minded, then they'll probably wear the same sort of clothes as you. Um, and it's, I think it's a brilliant area to tap into. And um, Jimmy's, I think Jimmy's do it very well. Yeah. Same as uh, Fitch, Fitch Brew and same as Tribe. If, you, if you're connected with an audience and you know they're engaged in what you create mm. and you both share that love for the same sort of lifestyle and the same mission and um, well, same, same interests. Activities, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's literally no reason why you can't tap into that area as well. I mean, I, doing it, it properly anyway. Yeah, you've, that, and that's the next step, right? You, I, I think you've got to do it properly. You've got to have great design and you, you, you can't just, you can't, as you say, create something crap on Canva and just shove onto a t-shirt and hopefully people wear it. But mm. I also think it's something you've got to consider when you're developing your brand. And, and actually, I, when I do look at this, I just think, how many brands are missing a trick here? Because yeah. we've gone through a stage of people really love being the, the person that discovers the brand. You know, you might have like a, I think you might have friends around for drinks or, or something to eat or whatever. And you serve something and they say, oh, this, you know, this wine's fantastic. You know, where's it from? And, and everyone loves that really like, snooty thing. <laughs> yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, well, actually, it's just, you know, tiny, tiny chateau in Latvia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I knew it, these guys before they were cool. Yeah, before, yeah exactly, right? It's, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I was the first person to say that Marley Terrace was brilliant. Um, <laughs> What a terrible choice of an artist. You, you um, were, though. Ins insight to Matthew Fern. Um, you know, other bands do apply, aren't they? Um, but people like to be seen as like almost discoverers of new brands. Yeah, yeah. What's a better way of saying how much of a discoverer you are than wearing some cool jumper and someone says, God, I love your jumper, it's amazing. And, you know, where'd you get it from? And you go, do you not know who Tribe are? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And, and that's <laughs> thing that it's, it sounds so pretentious and, and, and ridiculous, but I do think people I think people, people like that. Do you consume like that? Mm -hmm. Which is why you should be buying your brand buys merch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we de we'll definitely have to get some out now. Um, and we know that Zach Mayo, who is a big fan of the, of the um, podcast, you'll be the first to buy yeah. stuff. We just have to make sure it comes in small sizes, but very big around the waist. But <laughs> like we've got. Yeah, we'll have we'll have merchandise out at some point, right? <laughs> yeah, Zach's stronger than I am, so it will hurt me soon. Yeah. Um, but no, I think merchandise is a massive market moving forward. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, definitely. We we're gonna flip things around a little bit as we go into twenty twenty. And uh, the reason for that being, we've had an overwhelming amount of feedback from um, the you guys, the the fans of the podcast, who have just you you, you just send so many ideas into us, so many topics, and so many things there. Um, and we had some really lovely feedback from people who just said that, that, that you wanted to hear more about, about us as people, but also you wanted us to, to have a bit, more, um, a bit more competition between the two of us, a little bit more. Yeah. Um, let's just see how brilliant Frankie is at design. Let's see how good I am at, at, at waffling yeah. about, about sales and stuff. <laughs> let's see how well we know our stuff. So we've been set the challenge. Mm of doing specific challenges yes. and, and I'm, I'm really excited about it, so that every challenge that comes in goes into the tombola of, of sorts, it goes into the hat really, um, into the Abbey RFC hat that we've got. Merchandise. It's another bit of merch and we pull one out and we go for it. We pulled this one out and it's a brilliantly, brilliantly suitable one at the moment because yeah. of the fact that some people, not myself, but some people enjoy dry January in yes. January, trying to trying to make up for the sins of Christmas. Um, and it was for us to find the best and the worst dry January products. So right. Frankie and I have got, um, till our next episode, independently to find the best and worst alcohol alternative yes. product and to bring it in 
and we will chat about it. We'll try them. We'll see how they are. I'm, I'm really not looking forward to this at <laughs> all. Um, but we'll also then we'll also then put uh, polls up on uh, Instagram, which is at Brand Bites Pod, yeah. um, for you guys to vote on which ones you think. Uh, are so the does. Best. Sorry, I'm butting in completely. I've just had a thought. Yeah. They didn't specify whether low ABV counts. I think you'll have no alcohol. So alcohol dry free. Right? Alcohol free. So dry. I thought dry January was a dry cider and dry gin. No, it wasn't. Yeah. I've yeah, been yeah. doing it wrong. Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah God, that again. What an insight into us, gin and Sauvignon. <laughs> Two pretentious knobs doing, doing a podcast. But what I want you guys to understand is that your votes are the things that are going to matter. Mm, yeah. So you're going to vote on our on our podcast. The f- person who loses each challenge has a forfeit to take on. All right. So you have to get messaging us with the forfeits as well. Yeah. Okay. So it's challenges within forfeits. reason. <laughs> some of you are like. I don't care. Um, do it. We we have. I've literally been tortured doing certain parts of this podcast. Put it in, guys, and then you have to vote. Right. You have to vote. For who's the winner so the loser has that issue but I'm really looking forward to it yes yeah, and I love the fact this has come from you guys the listeners that makes so much more to it I, I love that we're now doing um, something a bit more head to head whereas we always used to alternate with um, hot hot topics we've always pretended that we're collaborative Frankie but in fact there's a real there's a real <laughs> level of competition <laughs> we here. actually hate each other yeah it's, 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 it's just I, it's just so goddamn handsome like I just I have to have someone opposite me that's younger than me and makes me feel cool and I asked absolutely everyone, and none of them were available. <laughs> so, Bye, replied. <laughs> but Frankie got in touch because he's the only loner that was doing so. But uh, no, it's, it's going to be a really, really exciting part, and I'm looking forward to sharing those results um, next week. Yeah. As you will probably have noticed by the fact that you're listening and we're already starting to wind down, it's a short episode for our first one into the new year. Um, but like everything in January, it's going to be a bit of a slog, so we thought you'd have uh, a little short one to start with. Yeah. All we've got left to do is to announce this week's Legends of the Week. Legends of the Week, yeah. Do you know what? I, this was a really easy one for you and I to choose. So uh, it, it's a it's a brand called Rubies in the Rubble. Mm. And I love their slap strap line, which is packed, packed with, purpose, with purpose, which is really yeah. cool, right? Um, and they're passionate about great food, but also sustainability. And in the spirit of sustainability, which we've talked about a number of times before, they want to they conquer an issue of food waste. So... Did, the first thing they ask you, like, did you know that a third of all food is wasted? But that is staggering. That is crazy. And actually, but I, I, even if I think about it in my fridge, mm. does everything we buy get consumed before it goes off? Not everything, but we're pretty good because we do regular shops. We've got so many kids, they just eat us out of house and home. Mm. But it's not just about you and your home. It's a third of all food that's grown. It's a, yeah, rejected it's food just as rejected, well. Yeah. Right? Whether it's... You know, it might. It's not to do with taste. It's to do with like the wrong shape or size or color. You know, we've been talking about like wonky carrots and stuff in Sainsbury's, but like this genuinely is a, a real thing. You know, pears that are just circles rather than rather than be or spheres rather than being um, a traditional pear shape. Mm. You know, a, a lot of stuff that's it's too small for for supermarkets to put into bags, or it's too large, or it's not. They've helped save in inverted commas. And like 130,000 kilograms of fruit and veg. Yeah, it's and crazy. They, and they use it to make like mayonnaise and relishes and ketchups and all this sort of stuff. And honestly, yeah, the, yes, the products are good. Like you, you can't get away with crap product. But it's not just about that. It's it, it's genuinely about the fact that they're doing this stuff with product that would have 
absolutely been rejected yeah. otherwise, right? And, you know, genuinely, like, 100% respect Rubies in the Rubble for the fact that not only are they are they doing this, but that they've created a brand that also works. Yeah. Like, it's really cool. Yeah, no, it's, um, I think it's, like, half a massive statement. It's, uh, uh it's socially positive it's mm. ethical based it's like brilliant and it's interesting we were talking about Quorn's um, CO2 because they actually um, have saved uh, nearly uh, 225,000 kilograms of CO2 um, emissions huge and that's from literally not having to farm extra things and travel to collect it so they've done an amazing job there uh, and just because it's my area I'd love to touch on just their branding spot on as well oh, like yeah. everything's the so the label that's got a missing bit in it that makes the the ruby in the rut is just genius yeah. Right? yeah it's clever well done like from from brand nerds well done yeah, guys yeah. right it's massive it's brilliant so like yeah that's what I was saying so the other half is literally it's just even if they were using um, sort of fresh well it's fresh but not like brand new, deliberate, not re like rejected fruit and yeah, veg. Yeah. It's still an amazing brand. So it's like half, yeah. it's like tick, tick. It's, basically. It's, it's huge, right? Great branding, great product, great story. Yeah. And we talked about it in our very first episode about the feel of a brand. Mm. It's got a great feel. It's got a brilliant, brilliant feel yeah. about the brand. They're, they are fantastic. They've got a thing that's banana ketchup, which I'm just now going to have to try because I've got no idea what the hell that is, but it sounds really intriguing. I'm looking at the um, um, garlic mayo. Oh, the, all right. The chili mayo. Chili mayo, yeah, yeah, chili yeah, mayo yeah. looks really cool. But honestly, when you link that back to the first thing we talked about on this program, when we were talking about corn, we were saying that, what, 26% of all global emissions are coming from food production. Yeah. If you think a third of that is wasted food. Yeah, it's mad. What a, what a massive travesty that is upon the environment that we are not only throwing food away when there are, or rejecting food when there are people who are starving out there, but more important, not more important, so equally as important, yeah. you know, it's got a huge, massive sustainability issue and environmental impact, and these guys are dealing with it, and therefore yeah. they must be massively applauded. So, well done to the sensationally talented, wonderfully impressive, hugely well-designed people at Rubies and the Rubble. Yeah. Massive, massive mad props to you guys. Yeah, definitely well deserved that. First Legends of the Week of a new decade. Yeah. More good one. Hook me up with some banana ketchup, please. <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch, guys from Rubies in the Rubble, it's at Brand Bites Pod on Instagram or it's at Matthew Fern. You can contact me in any way, shape, or form. So desperate for um, banana ketchup. I mean, I could order some. You but could. I'd, but I'd love some free. Um, anyway, me scabbing away free samples is probably the best place to end episode <laughs> episode one of 2020. Frankie, I'm really excited about this. I'm sure I'm you excited. are too. Yeah. And uh, good, luck, good luck with your challenge. I can't wait. I can't wait. Everyone remember, please get in touch. Challenges, forfeits, and you have to vote for me, not for Frankie, because the truth is, I don't know if I can endure at my age any more punishment. <laughs> Guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank you very much. And we will see you next week. Yeah, see you next time. Bye-bye. See you later.